Welcome to the Teach in 10 podcast, season two, episode one. We are so excited to launch this new season and school year with none other than Dr. Neil Lazinski, our superintendent of schools. So listen in to his great chat about vision casting and what he's excited for for this school year. So today we'd like to welcome Dr. Neil Lazinski. Welcome to Teach in 10. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So we love to start our podcast by talking about an interesting or random D155 fact. So can you share something that you learned when you first came to D155? Yeah. So when I first started here, I was the director of curriculum. So I was here at district office and now I'm back. And one of the things I always found unique about this building is that it used to be a racquetball facility. And in the basement, when you kind of go in the back rooms, you'll actually find there's a an old sauna, there's an old hot tub, and there's actually like a box that's now built on top of the hot tub so we can utilize that room. Um, there's some areas where you can tell there used to be showers. There's like some old shower heads that aren't working anymore and what? things. So, so yeah, it is kind of funny when I think about the origin of this building. And if you know that walking in, you can start to see visually just kind of where the courts used to be and what is now our, our office here in our home. So that's my interesting fact about 155. And I can say that is one fact that I did not know. There you go. So, and, and absolutely hilarious. I can't believe it. Yeah. And if you ask longtime community members, they will remember that facility is, you know, being here in this place. So it is kind of a cool historic piece of our district as we celebrate 100 years at, of Crystal Lake Central this year. So yeah, Amazing. We are going to have to go explore the basement after this podcast. Yes, <laughs> there we you are. Go. I can give you the tour. So would you tell us, you alluded there that you've been at the, you've played a number of different roles in our district um, over the past seven mm -hmm. years. Yep. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got here? Sure. So I started my teaching career in District 117, which is Lakes High School and Antioch High School. So I started as a traveling teacher between those two. I was coaching tennis at Antioch. And eventually, after I got my master's in school leadership, I then took over as department chair for their career tech ed department at Lakes, which was the majority of their elective programming. And then after a year in that role, I was asked to slide over and become the department chair of my, my home department, the English department. And so I led that division for a year until an opportunity here in District 155 opened up. I was in the going into the seventh year of my career. I was looking for an opportunity to expand a little bit of my leadership and my impact. And I reached out to Randy Davis, the HR assistant super mm -hmm. at the time, who was the principal of my high school when I graduated at Grays Lake. Once so that again, was, something I did not know. Yeah. So it's like they say, it's who you know, not always what you know. And I asked Randy, you know, I might be a good fit. Is there a way I could, you know, get in, get an interview? He said, well, we're going through candidates now. I don't see why not. So I came to District 155 in 2015-16 as the director of curriculum and assessment. Worked here at district office for a year and then transitioned to become the principal at Cary Grove where I was at for the last six years. So entering a new role as superintendent, very, very excited and, um, and couldn't be more excited to stay here in 155. Well, we are thrilled to have you. And I know one of my favorite things about like your staff meetings is how you incorporate and bring in lessons from your personal life. <laughs> yes. There's usually some good pictures, some good stories. And I think you started off with that on day one. Yeah. Um, so would you mind telling, giving us a little bit of background about how your family influences kind of your, your career path and decision and passions? Yeah. So I'm fortunate to come from a family of educators, mom, dad, two sisters, both in education and met my wife. We both taught together at Lakes High School. We taught English together. And so 
Um, we really, in my family, it's, it's all about education. I love the educational system that we have in this country. I love the fact that we serve all students and all kids the best way that we can. Um, and then I have two children. Uh, my wife and I have two children. And uh, Leo is going to be eight in August. And then Ella just turned six in May. So they keep me very busy. And they're the ones that teach me many of those life lessons. <laughs> yes, they do. The, the patience and the learning that comes with being a parent, as you two can definitely relate to. Well, speaking of learning, what are you most excited about for this new role? And what do you hope to see in our schools this year? So I think what excites me the most, we're going to be looking at our strategic plan again, and we're going to replan because we know that a lot has changed since 2018 when our last plan was initiated. And I think from that, it's just the collaboration that a plan brings to the staff, the students being a part of that, our community, our board, and our administrative team. And so I am most excited about initiating that process, getting people together, talking about teaching and learning and how we can improve for kids. Um, that really excites me. That's what I'm passionate about. And collaboration is also just something that I think is one, one thing our district does extremely well. And so when you initiate something like that, it becomes really, really exciting. And it's a catalyst for a lot of positive change. Additionally, when you think about like what I hope to see, this podcast is, I think, focused on engagement. And I hope to see a really high level of engagement in a couple of different ways. I think academic engagement is always first and foremost. And that starts with great relationships. So our staff develop great relationships with kids, and that's when kids engage. It doesn't matter if the content is something they necessarily connect with, if they connect with the person that is delivering that content or facilitating those lessons. Um, so I hope to see high levels of engagement in the classroom, um, hoping to see that high level of engagement with the strategic plan that we're going to initiate. And then, of course, just that level of engaging with one another in conversations and talking through critical things that we want to figure out. How do we do this better? And so that's what I hope to see a lot of this year. That's what I hope to be a part of this year in each of our four buildings, as well as at Haber Oaks. And then lastly, I, I have always said that teaching and learning should be joyful. It should be fun. And I think, unfortunately, COVID sucked a lot of the fun out of it. And so let's get back to finding joy in the day-to-day -day of just being with students, being with each other, and teaching and learning. I love that. And that energy that joy brings will definitely encourage and foster that engagement that, that we're going to experience this year. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Yeah, Stephanie and I were talking right before we recorded about how excited we are for this year to start. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll admit August comes and I'm a little, there's a sense <laughs> of not dread because I love my job, but some apprehension. And yep. this year I feel like we're just ready to go. Absolutely. And I think there's an, an energy in change. And we've had a lot of change and there's some challenges that will come with that. There's a lot of new people and new positions, but there's also energy in that. New ideas, fresh perspectives, different team uh, dynamics and chemistry. And so that brings about, again, just this influx of, of fresh ideas and new perspectives that I think is exciting. Well, and I think that change really highlights our district and we're not just siloed buildings. We truly are interconnected and collaborate so much. So I yeah. love that you've You've highlight, highlighted that and that you're going to spearhead that. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're in it together for sure. What is the greatest challenge facing education today? Yeah, I, I thought about this question a lot. Actually, this was probably the one I reflected on the most. And I think about the pace of change being a challenge in the pace of change in a couple of different ways. Number one, I think our students have changed rapidly, or at least what we've learned about our students has changed rapidly since COVID. Um, and so you think about their needs changing. Our student population is becoming more diverse. 
their needs are becoming more diverse, especially when you think about socially and emotionally and providing that well-rounded student experience so that they can develop in a number of different ways. How do we train our staff to continue to keep up to pace with the change of that? And how do we provide the supports necessary for students to make up ground, whether that be academically, socially, emotionally, physically, mentally, you name it. Um, additionally, the pace of the change of technology. So we see with artificial intelligence, access to information, the idea of content delivery is something that we have to look at a little bit more critically and think about what are the skills that we now need to teach students so that we are training them to utilize those tools in an effective way. I also think about the challenge of misinformation, how much misinformation is out there, and then how do we as educators sift through that ourselves? So we're providing students with accurate information, but then also how do we train our students to do that too? And so all of that, you know, that influx of change and the dynamics of that are things that we're going to have to wrestle with. So what does that mean? Well, that means when we create a strategic plan, it's not something rigid. It has to be flexible. It has to be adaptable. When we work with our staff, we have to, we're no longer working in black and white. We have to figure out where's the gray and how do we work within that gray area to engage students at a high level, to make sure that they're utilizing skills that are relevant to them and will be relevant in their post-secondary lives. So those are challenges I think that as a team, we're going to overcome. I do not have all the answers, but I think we do. And I think our teams do. And so that's another part of that collaboration that we're going to have to continue to foster because we're going to have to create these solutions together. And many of them have not been created yet. So there's not a blueprint for this necessarily. So I think those are the main challenges. And then there's always that limitation of resources. You know, we're a, a tax entity, so we rely on local taxes and those aren't always enough to support some of the grandiose ideas that we come up with. Uh, but it's not, it's still important to figure out what are some of those pie in the sky, if you will, ideas that sometimes we have to make those a reality in order to really reach the limits of potential in terms of who we are and what we are as a district. Well, and I love that you've highlighted that doesn't exist yet. That mm -hmm. idea of whether it's AI or in innovative practices, there's so much that's unwritten and so much to look forward to. Neil, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your experience with our audience. We'd also like to thank our audience for listening to the show. So if you've liked the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to be notified when future episodes drop. We will be um, starting off or kicking off season two with a focus on engagement. Each episode will be full of easy to implement best practices shared by the teachers who are actually doing the teaching. Again, our mission is to highlight and amplify the amazing things that are happening in our classrooms. So please help us expand our reach by leaving a rating or a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you.